Hello and welcome to a brand new edition of the Current Account Podcast. Just as we promised you last edition, we're back again with a very interesting conversation. I, Hamsini Karthik, your podcast host, was in conversation with Mr. Jaspal Bindra a couple of days back. Well, Jaspal Bindra is somebody who really doesn't need much of an introduction in the banking arena. A veteran banker, a long-time standard chartered, who decided to come back to India in 2016. He joined Centrum when he decided to set foot back into the country. But he also knew and was pretty much eyeing for a bank license ever since he returned. And that's how Unity Small Finance Bank happened. When PMC Bank was in doldrums and the RBI decided to work out a rescue plan, Unity Small Finance Bank, backed by Centrum, and resilient innovations or the company which holds bharat pay decided to pitch in centrum having 51% shareholder is a larger shareholder in the whole business and they took over pmc bank to now become unity small finance bank well all of this happened somewhere around february 2021 the bank has now finished almost 2 years of business i caught up with jaspal to understand what exactly are his plans going forward how comfortable he has been with building the bank so far and about the ipo that is set to happen possibly in another 3 years from now listening to the conversation uh, congratulations 2 years up and running uh, if you could take us through how you would summarize these first 2 years at the bank and um, i remember back in 2016 when you came back to india there was a certain thought in your head that banking is where you would ultimately see your uh, yourself transitioning into and you waited it out very well a five year wait and then uh, unity sb happened in a very unusual marriage of sorts so how do you all how do you put all of this together and if you could take us through the journey so far yeah sure um, so i think our aspiration was always to have a banking license uh we didn't know when and how it will happen uh but uh, we were uh, quite determined that one point uh, uh, we would like to uh, have a license mm-hmm. so i think that um, uh, fortunately that uh, has carried um in terms of uh, the two years uh, of unity bank uh, i mean it's, uh, in a way uh, we're really starting today uh, mm-hmm. you know because uh, every other licensee uh, got 18 to 24 months to launch the bank after getting the license in our case because of the compulsions of pmc depositors etc uh, we had to launch uh, in a less than 90 day period um, so clearly you know a lot of the work that would have happened uh, pre launch uh, we are doing post launch in some ways it's it's been good we've had uh, a lot of uh, development work on the platform uh, we've had new products uh, that we have uh, curated and hopefully we will uh, launch uh, over the course of this year uh, we've had uh, rbi inspections uh, uh, we've had um, uh, tie ups and alliances with partners work has happened we've harmonized the whole pmc workforce uh, within the centrum uh, unity group uh so 
and we've hired a lot of people. We've opened new branches. So uh, quite a lot has happened. But a lot of these things would have probably in a typical situation mm. have happened pre-launch. And mm. uh, we would be making a big bang kind of launch. Uh, mm. uh, we've not had that uh, mm. uh, situation. Uh, but we are happy with where we are today. Uh, most of the banks, when they start, they prepare for a rush of depositors' money coming in. Your case was slightly different. There were there were already PMC depositors, and when Unity SMB started, you were somewhere of the belief, or you were somewhere getting prepared that there may be a run on deposits. Some of the depositors may want their money out. How did you prepare yourself for it? And with respect to depositor, depositors of PMC, how much of it is now handled well? So I want to explain this. Uh, we um, we were transferred the customer uh, base and business of PMC. Um, uh, so we got the license first in November and then in January the business transferred to us. Uh, but no deposits actually came to us. We started with a zero deposit balance. Uh, so only the depositors who had money due from PMC. Yes came to us hoping we would pay some of that mm. to them but they didn't bring any deposit so we were starting with zero mm. so when we made the first disbursement mm. uh, into their accounts of their deposits mm. which we had to uh, we borrowed to mm. make to them that's when uh, we had the first uh, show of a deposit uh, mm. i would say about 35% of the uh, pmc uh, depositors have stayed with us uh, which we were uh, quite pleasantly surprised uh, because uh, there was such a large trust deficit with PMC that we thought they will say at least for once we need to pull the money out and then see if unity lives up to any expectations we can always come back but uh, we are happy to say 35% largely thanks to our branch personnel uh, which is all from XPMC uh, who were very effective in being able to explain the change of ownership, the uh, new way of doing business, etc., to some of the existing clients. And we also understand why 65% withdrew because some of them were just needy. They needed money. They had borrowed elsewhere while their money was stuck. Uh, and I'm sure there was a small category or a category of people who uh, just said, no, nothing to do with this <laughs> institution. Uh, so I think we must have had a mix of all three. Uh, yeah, but we are happy to say that now we've crossed 5,000 crores of yes. deposits, uh, and uh, that's a good uh, good position to be in in, uh, in a short period of time. Um, even on the advances side, when you started, uh, it it was the base was around 2,500 crores or so. You're now over 5,000 crores on advances. It's almost doubled in two years. Um, there are new products that you've launched and you're one of the uh, SMBs who is positioning in the MSME category quite well. Uh, you, you call it your uh, mainstay. Uh, so from an advances perspective, the few things that has helped you reach out better in the market, uh, uh, target your customers in a more focused way. Yeah, see, the asset side is um, simpler to build, let's say. Okay. Uh, of course, we have decided to stay purely in the retail segment. Mm -hmm. uh, so ticket size is small, so the volume is large. Disbursements have to be of a certain size and order mm -hmm. because there's a book transfer, etc. So the net ad is, uh, you know, reduced uh, to that extent. But uh, 
the penetration is still uh, insufficient uh, in the credit market and uh, so there is a lot of underserved unserved uh, borrowers there uh, so i think that is bit there the challenge is not so much what volume we crack up uh, there the challenge is about the quality of the uh, uh, book we write um, and uh, also the way uh, we manage those relationships we service those relationships so that we build not just a financial performance but also a reputational goodwill in the marketplace uh so i think that is uh, where the where the focus is on the lending side obviously it will have to keep uh, some pace with the deposit bill so the deposit is the core uh, you know lifeline of any bank uh, so clearly it will be in line with uh, it will grow in line with that uh, but there the challenge is uh, less uh, in growth it is more in uh, terms of uh, quality growth and we are happy to report we are uh, showing good names we are showing good uh, relative to industry uh, better nps uh, and the business is mature because this is a business we were running in the nbfc and we have transferred to the bank so mm-hmm. it's not like the business is 2 years old mm-hmm. this business is now seasoned for 6 7 years mm-hmm. and uh, uh, so we are happy with the the way it's performing what's the average tenure of your book and how frequently so it's down? different for different businesses mm-hmm. so we do MSME, which is typically 24 to 36 months, mm-hmm. and then we do inclusive banking, which is really MFI in mm-hmm. our case, mm-hmm. uh, which is also bulk of it, 40% or so of our book is that, and that is uh, largely um, 12 to 24 months, so it's slightly shorter. Uh, even before anybody could expect that deposit rates would go up etc you were one of the first banks to, to come up with a 10% rate of interest on deposits did that help you or how much did that help you in in going out to the market actively seeking deposits over the period of next one year or so how do you see uh, deposit rates internally for unity uh, sort of rationalize or do we stay sure. at a high deposit rate till the time that the bank matures it it can it can think of alternatives to retail deposits how how do you see the whole picture there so uh, for us it was a simple decision um uh, clearly uh, we felt that uh, we had to offer competitively mm-hmm. um, uh, at the top end so we never uh, in no category of our deposit we have uh, paid more than um Uh, anyone else we have been at par with the best but we have tried to maintain that parity uh, so that in every category whether it's a 3 month or a 6 month or a 12 month or a 3 year or a 5 year that we should be paying at the highest end of the uh, range that is already there in the industry so 9 and a half was being offered by some sfps we chose to do 9 and a half of course senior citizen gets another half so they get 10 uh but um, yeah so we will probably stay in that category because initially our cost of borrowing etc justifies uh, that uh, rate uh, we are also new to the place so uh, you know we have to garner uh, deposits having said that eventually we wouldn't want depositors to be just coming for rates we would like depositors to come to us uh, for their comfort with the institution the service they get the other products that they can cross leverage the bank for 
uh, the right locations uh, in their marketplace, etc. So as we spread across the country, uh, and to be able to have a you know mobile uh, banking uh, over time, uh, so I think uh, that's how we would like to see it. Not <laughs> fair enough. Uh, you you've done a lot of branch conversions, BMC branch to Unity SME, but your tag is also being that of a digital bank. Yes. Um, would digital bank require so many branches? Because I, I read in your Q2 results statement that you plan to add more branches in a couple of states as well. So how does being how does wanting to be digital and adding branches go well together? Yeah, so actually there is no uh, conflict there. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, we need uh, uh, branches for also creating awareness. There is always going to be a segment of society uh, that likes the brick and mortar mm -hmm. uh, feel of things. And they would like to go to a branch or meet uh, a person. And for that reason, we don't think, uh, you know, the branches uh, are irrelevant uh, in that sense. Yes, the number of branches we have uh, will be the determinant uh, based on how effective uh, the digital plays. All the existing branches today, banks today are in the several hundreds to thousands of branches. I don't see us getting to a four digit figure ever mm -hmm. uh, but uh, yeah how many branches do we take because you know I mean say you go to a new city we went to Calcutta mm -hmm. uh, last month uh, to open a few branches uh, but then you can't hit a city and just say I'll open one branch <laughs> you know you can't be only seen in Park Street you have to be also seen in mm -hmm. Behala you have to be also seen in you know Rowden Street yes we ended up opening six uh, branches there uh, so like that, you know, we are not, so PMC was very considered in Maharashtra. Correct. So Correct. even if you just look at the next 20 cities that you have to hit, mm. you're going to have to open five or six in each of them. Mm. These are cities that have never been captured by, mm. uh, so you know, we're talking Hyderabad, we're talking about Chandigarh, we're talking about Indore, etc. Et even if you want people to be active with you on the mobile, they need to know you exist. I mean, you can do it in two ways, either... Uh, you have some brick and mortar, or you can just go on a massive spend campaign. Uh, you know, so we don't have that burn money philosophy. Uh, otherwise, we may have chosen that rather than do the branches. A lot of your uh, loan products are very akin to how fintechs, what fintechs are offer, even in terms of convenience or the product structure is very uh, similar to them. Oh. Therefore, would you consider who would you consider your your competition at this point? Are, 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 is it the other SMBs who are still dabbling with their model between MFI and non-MFI book, or these fintech guys, or some of the large banks who have deep tie-ups with fintechs? Who is really your, or including some of the NBFCs? Who is your um, which is your competitive segment that you would want to play play against? So I don't think so. We have a single class of competitor. Mm. Uh, you know, the way I look at it is when we come to the deposit product, we are competing against all the banks uh, because it's a standard product, it's covered under the same rules and regulations of the RBI. It's a, it's a banking market product and it's that. Uh, when it comes to everything else, uh, I think it is different. Uh, you know, uh, I don't see, you know, when, when the market is defined by size and growth is uh, you know small and marginal 
then it becomes a problem of competition. Okay. You know, in our case, the market is humongous. Unserved market is humongous. And, uh, you know, like you see all these FMCGs, uh, they compare their market share in the shampoo market. Mm -hmm. And they say we have 10% or 20% or 30%. Mm -hmm. But they are talking about 10, 20% of the people who use shampoo. But everyone who has hair is a market. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it just so happens that 60, 70% of them don't use shampoo. Mm -hmm. But that is your market. So the, it's the same in credit. Mm -hmm. You know, the market is well beyond the X percentage of people who are banking. So I don't foresee, I don't see competition by a name. Okay. You know, by... Like in the asset side, I don't see we're competing against a private bank or a PSU bank or a SRB necessarily or a fintech. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's just the market is there for all of us. Mm -hmm. Thing is how you execute within a segment. On the lending side, if you were to take as you know two three things which would be cornerstones for Unity SAP. And I'm asking this question with respect to the fact that you want, also want to be in the retail. Retail is going to be yes. a large share of yes. your book. Right. What would they be? Would you want it to will be the only? It will be the only share of our book. Okay. There is no wholesale at all. No wholesale at all. Is, is that something that you're going to continue with for at least period of time? In my working life, maybe. But I don't know. after me, I don't we think the opportunity is much larger for a late entrant in the retail business. Really? Because, yeah, because the wholesale business um, uh, is, uh, is a relationship-based uh, business. Mm. Um, and I also see going forward, the uh, asset managers, AIFs, will probably be able to do a better job, uh, you know, coming from behind. Mm -hmm. I'm just talking about our position as coming from behind. If we had been a bank for 25 years, uh, my answer would have been absolutely different. I've grown up as a wholesale banker, exactly. <laughs> etc. Uh, but uh, I think, you know, that's another transition uh, I think uh, we have to make now, uh, where uh, we feel that the opportunity in retail, the possibility to have a, a fairer playing field as a late entrant, it's all relative is easier in the uh, retail but we're not just doing it for retail uh, from a convenience point of or ease point of view but also the opportunity is so much larger the opportunity is huge in uh, in uh, retail and also you know with our size of uh, the bank we'll probably be able to do more justice to a retail offering uh, than we'll be able to do for a wholesale uh, client this is pretty much of a lines that uh, uh, Names like IDFC are talking. They're saying we would also do uh, full retail, not so much uh, uh, focused into wholesale. Um, and largely, banks are also transitioning from wholesale to retail. As you said, structures like AIF and alternate credit have penetrated quite uh, nicely or are penetrating quite nicely despite Correct. challenges. Correct. That uh, wholesale is becoming very more price sensitive than it is in the retail market today. I, I feel the wholesale is a phenomenal business, yes. uh, but it requires a focus and skill set, uh, which is, uh, so in my thinking now, and obviously it's an evolved uh, uh, thought uh, over my working experience that, uh, you know, people need to specialize, uh, you know, 
and i think there are people who will do the opportunity for some of our large players in india to do wholesale extremely well remains and they will continue to flourish in that business but even in the wholesale you know i feel um, people have to segment themselves so you know the big banks state bank kotak hdfc icici they all do the tatas there's no business for dina bank to be doing the tatas you know so uh, it's just an i'm just talking about the big tata company the tata capital or uh, the the tata motors or uh, tata uh, steel etc so i just feel that even in the wholesale there needs to be some uh, segmentation so i i think the way markets will develop and i think the fintechs have already shown the way to some extent players have to have a core value proposition i think at the size and position we are in our journey i think we are willing to start in one box and maybe we will or not i'm sure in the history of the bank it will graduate to wholesale banking i'm just talking about the next 5 years or so because you know after that i don't know uh, but in the next 5 years i think we have lot of room here to uh, position ourselves uh, with more presence etc uh, in the retail side uh, whereas in the in the wholesale we would have been the dina bank example <laughs> you know which i don't think so you know it doesn't make sense 2027 is your cut off for ipo uh, is that something that you already sort of beginning to work with and uh, having grown from sub 3000 crore to 5000 crore plus on aum are you willing to hand out a guidance uh, with respect to how 2024 is going to be for i think uh, from a uh, from an ipo perspective really you know it's not something we wake up and think about every day and say you know this 3 years led 4 years clock is ticking etc you know wherever we will be in 27 that's a regulatory requirement we will have to ipo so yes. it's a done deal if we had the choice of choosing our time then we would have been thinking like this okay. you know let's do it in 2 or 6 or 5 or 4 okay. now we know this is a fate to comply we have to do that even if there wasn't an ipo barrier we would like to create as much value between now and 2027 or 28 or 29 or 30 or whatever that year would have been uh, but um, so the ipo per se is not the big burning flash point or uh, you know major discussion point anywhere uh, i think internally uh, in terms of uh, obviously you know when you are at an early stage what the things we are looking for is growth Uh, you know because you've got to get to a certain size uh, and it's not just size for the sake of proving that we have grown size also gives you the balance it gives you diversification it gives you uh, comfort uh, uh, you know when you're small you know so when we were 2500 uh, you know 1500 of msme book looked like a hugely concentrated out of 2500 now we are 5 6000 and having 2000 of any one book still looks okay even though it has jumped from 1000 to 2000 but is 2000 out of uh, almost 6000 now our asset side uh, so i think uh, you know so those are the things that you know you have size uh, gives you some benefits of scale as well uh, because costs don't multiply at the same size as the revenue uh, but it also you know you have to increase your bandwidth uh, uh, etc so i think uh, we are hoping that we'll be able to continue the growth Uh, more importantly for us profitability we'll have to uh, keep an eye on that 
uh, we also want to uh, maintain our risk uh, profile properly you know uh, there's been so much chatter about how banks uh, uh, keep going berserk and making the same mistakes historically every three to five years uh, you know it'll be quite criminal of us if we <laughs> starting afresh did it in our first three or five years so I think that uh, onus is a little bit higher on us to uh, if the you know the trade-off between growth and risk is quite clear for us yes growth is important but risk is paramount uh, etc uh, your NPA numbers have come off quite significantly. They were around 45% when I last saw to 5% odd this quarter. Uh, two parts to it. What is contributing to this 5% and do you want to have a target in place for 24 given that you're already working with 99% PCR? Yeah, so the NPA is a little bit of a, in our case, a little bit of a uh, misnomer because uh, clearly we had the PMC book um, and as we are sorting it out between uh, sell down, uh, write off, mm. etc., that number is going to keep reducing. Uh, so it's not. So I think the way to look at it is to look at uh, our overall and then a non-PMC uh, NPA, which is obviously the one that we monitor, Would because that is just share, an, uh, what the non-PMC the uh, uh, non-PMC NPA is uh, definitely better than the industry average. So we're doing well there and that's the one that we have to monitor but it will come out in the blended rate eventually because right, right. that that rate will keep coming down as we uh, hopefully uh, so this 5% still has a large portion of pmca yeah, it will be bulk is pmca okay and uh, so is your capital adequacy you started at a very healthy number very overly capitalized double digit number to now 37 percent and uh, in the normal course of banking 37 percent is also by capital uh, do you have inorganic expectations or plans to, to utilize this capital more efficiently? Uh, you were also uh, uh, somebody in the fray looking at Nanital Bank. Um, are you open to exploring more such possibilities for growth? Perspective? Uh, first thing is we very deliberately chose uh, to start with uh, mm. an abundance of capital. Mm. Uh, and uh, it was a, it was a, uh, it was both a personal philosophy, but also something that the board was very supportive of. Uh, that, given the the historical situation of uh, PMC and our association with that, uh, it would be wise that we don't start with the minimum 200 crores and just be on thin ice. Uh, of course, there'll be many people who'll read that this is not. Uh, uh, you know, very wise economically to have surplus capital is a drag, a drag. on your ROE. It's a drag on your performance. It's uh, money that stays in government securities at five six percent, which is lower than our cost of capital, etc., etc. But having said that, there was a there was a clear uh, uh, determination on our side that if we're going to start it, if and when we do get the license. We're not going to start at 200 or 500 or 700. We want to start at 1,000 plus kind of category. And uh, that was partly the reason we also went and got a partner. Otherwise, we could have just done it ourselves. Uh, but uh, we felt that uh, it was worth giving up a 50% of our equity upfront uh, to have this solidity and stability to start with. So that, of course, is that number as we keep building our book will keep coming down. But I think for the foreseeable future, 
capital is not a question that will get raised hopefully either by the regulator or by the market or by our customers etc see for us it is about growth to me organic and organic is a is a secondary it will be opportunistic if something does come along uh, you know uh, and we've done that in other businesses you know in our mfi business before we moved into the bank we made two acquisitions yes in the housing we made one acquisition only very recently last year um in the bank also will be open if something came around are you exploring but exploring right now anything we, we are not actively exploring but if there's a tender like you mentioned anital bank we will participate uh, we have approval from the board to look at such opportunities uh, so we'll participate but uh, we are not necessarily wanting to put the cash out of the door and say you know the money has to be deployed immediately that it's a wrap on this edition of the current account podcast we'll come back to you very soon with another interesting topic or a guest till then take care and goodbye